On this episode of the Indiana Sportscast, we're going to talk about IU's 38-10 win over the Ball State Cardinals. We're going to dive deep into stats, uh, talk about some things that we did like, some things that we didn't like. Maybe IU has a quarterback competition brewing, maybe a quarterback controversy. Not sure. We'll let them know. We'll go over the numbers and see what you think. Uh, we'll go over players of the game on each side of the ball and previews next week's Big Ten opener, uh, another night game against the Michigan State Spartans, also with a small preview of the Colts and Washington Redskins set to kick off 1 p.m. tomorrow on CBS. All right, here we go. If the Indiana Hoosiers, fresh off a 38-10 win over the Ball State Cardinals, moving them to 3-0 on the 2018 campaign. Another big win for t- Coach Tom Allen and crew. Uh, keeps them undefeated in the non-conference portion of their schedule, and they start Big Ten play next week at home against Michigan State. Uh, Indiana really setting themselves up for, for a good push to a bowl game. As we move forward through the season, uh, but let's let's dive into some stats from today's contest. Uh, Peyton Ramsey with a a pretty solid game. He was twenty of twenty seven for one hundred and seventy three yards, no TDs, no interceptions. He played really well, managed the offense, had good control. Um, kind of stuttered uh, the beginning of the second half, a, a straight or two straight three and outs, if I remember correctly, and that's when Michael Penix the, the true freshman quarterback from Tampa, Florida, came into the game and pretty much played the rest of the way out minus the uh, very last series of regulation. Uh, Penix was 4-5 or five for 29 yards, also no TDs, no interceptions. Uh, so, you know, Peyton played really well, um, but most of the work was done on the ground. Uh, you know, he threw the ball well, only seven incompletions, and he had, like I said, great command of the offense. Um, but yeah, once again, 20 to 27, 173 yards came with a QBR of 85.2. Uh, oddly enough, Peyton completes almost 74% of his passes. Uh, and I saw Zach Osterman from the Indy star tweet that out a little earlier. I thought that was a nifty stat. Uh, so yeah, 74%. He is top 10 in the big 10 and total offense. Uh, not some, not a number I was expecting, uh, from Peyton so far this year, but he's, he's played a really big part in all three wins. Uh, and you can tell why he was chosen as a starting quarterback. Uh, moving to the running game, as I said, all or four of the Indiana's five touchdowns were scored by the running backs. Well, one by the quarterback, Ramsey had a rushing touchdown, but Stevie Scott had 18 carries for 114 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the longest run there for him was an 18 yard uh, scamper into the end zone. Uh, Stevie Scott's proved to be a workhorse for him, true freshman. Uh, you know, Tom Allen said at the beginning of the year he wasn't really sure if Stevie would play linebacker or running back on the offensive side. He would just kind of put him in both places and see where he played better at, and it's been obvious that it's been running back. And he had another great day. Uh, I think he has the most yards as a true freshman uh, for an Indiana Hoosier in the first three games of regular season. So that tells you kind of the pace that he's on. Uh, Ramsey had six carries for 43 yards, also a 16-yard touchdown run. And Ronnie Walker Jr. had nine carries for 41 yards and a touchdown run of 18 yards also. Now, Ronnie was talked about by most of the media that covered 
you know, the Hoosiers and the scouts and a lot of the fans that he was kind of the big ticket name. He's a four-star running back out of Virginia and a lot's been expected of him. And this was really his first meaningful minutes for the Hoosiers on the football field. Um, Watt Fillier had one carry for 29 yards and Penix Jr. ran three for 13. And then Mike Fia Cable, third string quarterback from Fort Wayne, played at Bishop Dwinger, had two carries for 17 yards and some mop-up time. Uh, so like I said, four of the five touchdowns for IU all came on the ground. Uh, Luke Timian led the team in receiving five catches for 56 yards. Uh, no touchdowns by the receiving core today. Um, Nick Westbrook had two for 25. Peyton Hendershot had a great game. True freshman tight end, three catches for 22 yards. Uh, did not see a whole lot um, out of Jonathan Crawford today. A few defensive plays, um, but overall, uh, he had a pretty quiet game. Uh, I think the biggest play of the game was a punt return. I believe it was for almost 87 yards by Jay Sean Harris, who, for most of you fans that know, he's had three ACL injuries, uh, number three coming at this time last year. And to be honest, not a lot of us thought he would be back to play again. Uh, nor, I mean, we really never thought we would see him on a football field. Nonetheless, you know, sprinting away from D1 defenders and scampering for an 87-yard touchdown. So it's great to see that from Jay Sean. Uh, he's always electric on the punt return game. And, you know, he definitely, definitely showed that today. And that was, that was one of the biggest moments of the game really got the momentum in IU's favor. And that was, it was kind of over from that point. You know, he had four punt returns in total for 103 yards, but like I said, 86 of those was on that punt return touchdown. So great game from him. I think he tied the school record. uh, Tom Allen said in the post game, uh, three uh, career return TDs, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but you know, this day and age, you know, it really is. So, you know, coming into this game, you know, Ball State gave Notre Dame a lot of fits last week. They only lost 24 to 16, scored two touchdowns at the end to get it close. And, you know, Notre Dame really had to end that one on their own, kind of squeak it out. So I really thought Ball State was going to give IU some trouble. They've won. I saw the stat before the game. It was three or four out of the last six contests. And IU won two years ago. IU was up 30 to nothing and ended up winning the game 30 to 20. So Ball State made a run at the end of that game also. But I I thought that they would challenge them more. And, um, you know, Coach Allen definitely had the guys ready to play. And I I was really, really shocked because Riley Neal, who is the quarterback for Ball State, um, has a lot of hype around him, and I think he's got a shot to make an NFL roster. You know, he only went 12 for 24 today for 115 yards and a QBR of 31.6. No touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. He he really had a rough day. The, the opening drive, they drove right down the field, uh, hit a field goal. Uh, IU, kind of the bend, don't break defense, stopped him in the red zone, gave up three points, and really that was all for Ball State until the third quarter. You know, IU was up 28 to 3. Ball State finally gets a touchdown, brings it 28 to 10. Um, and IU finishes, you know, the rest of that out there. But yeah, Ball State, I, I was kind of disappointed. I was happy to see that IU came out ready to play, you know, handle the business, you know, looking forward to they didn't overlook Ball State, that it wasn't the per se trap game that you hear all the time. So, uh, you know, great job by Coach Allen and staff. 
and uh, you know, hopefully they can carry that momentum over to next week. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about for those of you that did get to watch the game is you know, the, the quarterbacks for IU, uh, Peyton Ramsey, retro sophomore, uh, was you know tagged as a starting QB in camp, and you know has started all three games. But you know, Michael Penix, he's a freshman from Tampa. He's six three. You know, he's a lefty, and he's got he's got a rocket arm, and he showed that off today. And he can get the ball up the field better than Peyton. Uh, you know, Peyton, you know, he completes a lot of his passes. Most of them are, you know, mid-range, um, quick routes off RPOs, things of that nature. But I'm sure there's not a true controversy going, but I'm sitting here watching the game today like, oh, man, you know, this Penix kid can play. He's got a great future. Uh, but Ramsey's been solid for us so far. So I believe as long as he doesn't make any serious mistakes that he will stay as a starter and, you know, keeps healthy. Also, he had a little bit of problem with the injury bug last year. Um, so I think as long as he can stay healthy, you know, Ramsey can play or excuse me, Michael Penix can play in four games this year and still capture a red shirt. It's a new rule uh, that the NCAA implemented starting this year. So I'm not sure if that's the plans for Coach uh, Allen and crew. You know, we will see as we go. But he did not, uh, Michael Penix, that is, did not play last week in the Virginia game. Ramsey saw um, all snaps the entire go. Um, and like I said, Ramsey, 70% of his passes he completes. You know, he's top 10 in the Big Ten in total offense. And I also stole that stat from Zach Oshman off Twitter uh, earlier after the game today. So that's really impressive for a sophomore. That's not the big name quarterbacks that you see at Dwayne Haskins at Ohio state or Shea Patterson at Michigan and so on and so forth. So really impressed, um, by the play today from the Hoosiers. They got a big 38 to 10 win. Uh, we will, we will be right back. We'll talk about the player and our player of the game on each side of the ball and the play of the game where I think the Hoosiers really broke it open and didn't look back. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, Hoosier fans. Let's get right into it. Uh, my players of the game uh, in all three phases. So offense, I do have to go with Stevie Scott. He was the workhorse for the second week in a row. As I said before, 18 carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he is he's rolling so far. Uh, this season, I think he's he's going to make a name for himself. He's got all the tools. He's a big back, always falls forward. Uh, he did have his first career fumble today uh, inside the 10-yard line. I believe I, It was, I believe. I was kind of surprised by that. He usually secures the ball well, holds on to it. But nonetheless, he had a great game, another great day on the field for Stevie Scott. True freshman, and he is running the ball well, and I hope he keeps it up. He's going to see a little bit stiffer competition next week when IU opens up Big Ten play against Michigan State. So we'll see how he handles that. But uh, so far, I am impressed with the young man, and I cannot wait. I just can't wait to continue to watch him play and grow and see where this season goes. And IU's got a, a great crop of young freshmen, Michael Penix, Stevie Scott, Ronnie Walker, I mean, the playmakers, you know, Reese Taylor's Mr. Football from Indianapolis uh, who played at Ben Davis and led them to a state title last year. He gets a lot of touches on offense, and I cannot wait to see where these guys go. But Stevie Scott, uh, another heck of a game, and I can't wait to watch him next week. Uh, on defense, I, I'm going to go with Raekwon Jones again. He had a great game last week against Virginia and a terrible weather 
Uh, and again, this week, you know, he was just solid. He led the team in tackles with five, he had one sack. Uh, two of those tackles were for a loss. Now, not a big turnover game for IU. I don't believe they actually had any takeaways. Um, so just a great game all around for Raekwon. He and Jonathan Crawford led the team in tackles, but Raekwon's kind of the solid. He's T-Gray scales, and T-Gray had a great four-year career. He's off uh, in the NFL now, and uh, Raekwon's kind of reminded me of him. He's doing so well. He kind of does everything. He's the voice on that offense. Uh, he, he's made the big plays so far when I usually needed him, and that's a good reason why they're 3-0. Uh, special teams player of the game uh, goes to another, none other than Jay Sean Harris. 86-yard return for a touchdown, third of his career, third ACL. I'm so glad the kid's back and playing because last year when he got hurt, uh, I thought it was over for him. So it's great to see him return that today. And I was standing in the living room screaming, clapping. It was so awesome to see. I was so happy for him. Um, that just leads me right into my play of the game, which was that kick return for a touchdown. It put Indiana up by two scores. They never looked back. And at that point, you had a pretty confident feeling that the game was well in hand, in which it was. Their defense stepped up, and I believe Jay Shun's play really, really, really took the momentum, swung in IU's favor, and it, it led him to victory. So we will uh, be right back, and we will wrap up this podcast in our final segment. And we're going to look ahead to Sparty. The Spartans of Michigan State come to B-Town next week. I believe it's a 7.30 kickoff, so another prime time. We'll get to see Memorial Stadium in all her beauty under the lights. And then we'll have a light preview for the Colts who take on the Redskins at 1 o'clock tomorrow in Washington, D.C. I'll be right back with you. All right, Hoosier fans, let's dig into the Michigan State Spartans here a little bit who were on a bye week after falling uh, to the Arizona State Sun Devils last week out in Tempe. As you know, they're led by Brian Lewerke. He is uh, thrown just a little over 600 yards this year. He's thrown three touchdowns. Has been a little turnover prone with two interceptions. They do still have the workhorse and LJ Scott in the backfield. Uh, only ran for 103 yards so far this year, zero touchdowns. And they have added Connor Hayward, who does have both of their rushing touchdowns this year for the Spartans. Uh, big, you know, a couple big receivers on the outside. Cody White, Felton Davis are two to no. Uh, White has two touchdowns so far this year. Davis has the other, totaling three for the receiving touchdowns on the Spartans end. Other than that, they, they didn't really look too impressive um, out in Tempe against Arizona State. Albeit it was a true road game. They only lost 16 to 13. They really could not get anything going offensively. You know, Herm Edwards is now the new head coach at Arizona State, and you, know, you can kind of say what you, you want about him, and he, he never really impressed me all that much as a head coach in the NFL. I was really surprised that he took the gig at Arizona State. Uh, there are some, moment, you know, some momentum you know, flowing with him out there right now in Tempe. So, uh, but albeit it was a loss, you know, they opened up the season at home against Utah State and had to win that one at the end. They won by a touchdown, 38-31. to you know, Utah State is actually better than, you know, some people give them credit for. Um, and I think they snuck up on Michigan State and kind of gave them a, you know, run for their money there in the first week. So, you know, Indiana is going to have the home field advantage. It's going to be a 7.30 kickoff. It's under the lights. Hopefully this stadium is packed. 
you know, the, the home opener that had all the buzz against Virginia was washed out. Uh, so attendance wasn't all that great. Um, and then with Ball State's day, so it was a you know, noon kickoff, and you know how it goes in Bloomington. You know, some people rather you know, hit the bar scene downtown on Kirkwood and you know, watch the game from there. Not a lot of looks like that, you know, they had some good student attendance, uh, regular fans, not so much, which is kind of disappointing with the new stadium. It was such a beautiful day for a football game. So I'm hoping you know, everybody can get out to Memorial Stadium in Bloomington and help the Hoosiers. Uh, take down Michigan State and start 4-0 and they would be 1-0 in the Big Ten and well on their way to a bull bid which we uh, you know as Hoosier fans so badly want and we're hoping for so I'm definitely hoping they can get that taken care of next Saturday night at 7:30. Um, so for the Hoosiers coverage that kind of wraps it up for this evening now let's look over to the Indianapolis Colts, they have traveled to Washington, D.C. They're going to take on the Redskins. Uh, Washington's coming off a week one win. They took down the Cardinals of Arizona out in Phoenix last week. Uh, Alex Smith led them uh, 21 completions for 255 yards and a couple touchdowns. And yes, Adrian Peterson, that Adrian Peterson is still in the NFL, still playing. He ran the ball 26 times, had one touchdown for 96 yards. So he's kind of cemented himself as probably the main back. You know, Darius Geis, who was a second or third round draft pick for the Redskins, towards ACL in camp. So he is done for the year, uh, which explains why they brought in Adrian Peterson. And they still have the likes of Chris Thompson and Rob Kelly, but really nobody to you know, kind of be concerned with, but albeit is the Colts defense. So we will see how they stack up in the run game there. Uh, receiving wise for the Redskins, nothing to be really concerned about. Jordan Reed's been a solid tight end and they have Josh Docks and Vernon Davis still on the roster, you know, your who's who of receiving targets. So we'll see how the Colts can bounce back from what I felt was a disappointing week one loss. And they had the game against the Bengals. And damn it, if Jack Doyle doesn't drop that pass, or well, he didn't drop it, he fumbled it. If he doesn't fumble that ball, I'm pretty sure Andrew Luck leads us down the field for a win. And by seeing what the Bengals did, <clears throat> excuse me, what the Bengals did to the Ravens this Thursday night, um, I, it kind of makes me feel better about the Colts. You know, they they played really well, and they they played right with the Bengals, and they absolutely obliterated the Ravens Thursday night. So here's to hoping, you know, luck so far, he's, he threw the ball 53 times in that opener. So I'm, I'm assuming his shoulder's okay. Completed 39 of them, had 319 yards, two touchdowns. I do believe he had the one pick. Uh, you'll probably see Jordan Wilkins, the rookie at uh, starting running back again. He ran the ball 14 times for 40 yards, no touchdown, uh, no fumbles, which is a good thing. And we'll, we'll see uh, if we can get Jack Doyle back on the horse here and holding on to the ball uh, Hilton, get him more involved. I mean, he had five receptions, 11 targets. So not a bad day. And Eric Ebron had a big game too, with his uh, first touchdown as an Indianapolis Colt. So I'm really looking forward to see if the Colts can, you know, play some solid defense. I think that's going to be the big thing for them. And, you know, Andrew Luck's just going to have to have a big game because this roster's not that talented. I mean, it does have some, young talent but in the NFL that doesn't always win so we're going to be riding Andrew Luck's coattails again and you know if he plays great I'm kind of okay with that so 
that is the second episode of the Indiana Sports Cast. Uh, thank you all for joining me. And we'll be back maybe tomorrow night, maybe a couple days later with the follow-up on how the Colts do tomorrow, maybe a, a more in-depth preview of Michigan State. And you never know, we may have some recruiting news to go over as well. I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you all next time.